Would your business survive if something were to happen to you tomorrow? An emergency preparedness plan often falls into that important but not urgent area of our to-do list, but it gets pushed off time and time again. You may or may not have one for your family, and if you do, you probably don't have one for your business. But remember, tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. Life can change very quickly and those unexpected changes can have long lasting and even devastating effects on your business. And since September is National Emergency Preparedness Month, I wanna help you prepare your business for an emergency. So in today's episode, I'm sharing some tips to help you create that plan so you can feel at peace knowing that your business can survive and thrive if an emergency situation arises that calls for your attention. But before I dive in, I wanna share the review of the week, which is from Nikki B the Cake Lady, who is my coffee buddy, my sister, and the most amazing baker who owns Love You A Lot Cupcakes. So be sure to check her out online. But Nikki B says, from this podcast, I was reminded of the importance of creating a system to schedule reminders, processes, and phone calls. This has always been a struggle for me. Carving out time to complete multiple tasks at once won't work. I just need to schedule an allotted time for each process, which will help with maintaining peace and order in my professional and personal life. Thanks, Shannon. Well, thank you for tuning in and for leaving a review, Nikki B. Now, if you would like to show me some love by leaving a review, please go to Apple Podcasts and do so, and I'll feature you on an upcoming episode as well. And now, let's dive into episode number 28. Welcome back to the More Than Capable Mompreneur Podcast. I'm Shannon Baker, a coffee-loving mompreneur that started as a virtual assistant and turned into a total systems geek. And I want to help you shift your mindset and embrace your worthiness while creating systems in your business so you can be more productive and build success on your own terms without the mom guilt. Are you loving that? Well, I hope you're ready for real conversations that will help you beat the perfectionist inside, rediscover your strengths, and up-level your self-love in the mom tracks of time so you can stop letting fear hold you back because you are enough and you do enough. We are more than capable mompreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, some sparkling water, or pour a glass of your favorite wine, and let's dive in. You are a solopreneur. Basically, that means that you are your business. So the question is, can your business thrive and even survive without you? The harsh reality of life is that when you least expect it, a personal crisis can implode and create a business crisis. If you run your business alone, there isn't someone readily available to step in and fill your shoes. So what exactly can you do? Well, you can create an emergency preparedness plan, which will reduce the collateral damage done to your business when, not if, an emergency arises. And one of the biggest lessons that we've learned in 2020 is that we have to have a healthy fear of the unknown. I mean, who would have thought that we would be dealing with a global pandemic? No one, right? I didn't, and I don't think it crossed your mind either. So this needs to be a strong motivator that moves us to take action and protect our businesses, which are made to support our lifestyles. According to the Small Business Association, an estimated 25% of businesses do not reopen after major disasters like loss of data, security breaches, or even natural disasters or electrical fires. And then there are things that we experience when we work from home, like power outages, internet outages, water damage, fire, 
sickness, or even an accident. I mean, there's a long list of things that can come up that can quickly bring an end to your business operations, shutting you down for good. Now, when an unexpected emergency or situation arises, your business is the last thing on your mind and you really don't have the mental space to deal with that emergency and to keep your business functioning. Not to mention some emergencies may mean that you are not physically able to speak. It's referred to as the hit by a bus scenario. So while your mind is clear, you need to prepare your business for the unexpected. The last thing you want is for a personal crisis to cause a domino effect that becomes a business crisis that ends your business. So today we're going to talk about three things that you can do to create an emergency preparedness plan for your business so that it can thrive and survive in case of an emergency. So go ahead and hit the pause button if you don't have a pen and paper ready so you can get some and take some notes. So the first thing that you need to do is to create a notebook for your emergency preparedness plan. Yes, I'm saying you need a hard copy of the plan, but you also need an electronic copy. You need both because the notebook can be retrieved from your office when it needs to be put into play. Now, you know, I'm totally a huge proponent of digital files, but you never know when important information is going to be needed and having that good old fashioned paper is always a great backup plan. But that also means that you need to keep this binder in a location that can easily be found when needed. So now the question is, what should you put in this emergency preparedness plan and binder? Well, your plan needs to include some details that someone else can use to keep your business operating while you're unavailable. Now, if you have a central filing system, all of this information should be readily available. But some of the things that you need to put in there are your detailed company information. So that will be the legal documents for your business, including a copy of your business license, your bank account information, tax information, insurance documents, a list of your business assets, all those things that really are the backbone of your business. But you also need to list your business accounts, the social media, website, otherwise, and the passwords. But this is not what you use for every day. And if you want to make it very simple, just create a sheet that contains the login information and the master password for your digital password keeper, which is where all of your passwords should be stored. And if not, you need to get that set up right away. I use LastPass, so make sure you check that out. You also need a list of your business expenses. That way they know what needs to remain in play and be paid when you're not available. Hopefully most of them are already set up as automatic debits to your account or a credit card. You should also include an organization chart that identifies all of your teammates, their roles, and their contact information. Be sure to include your brand information, which will be your colors and your fonts. So your branding board that's in your central filing system should also be included. Definitely include a full client list with their contact information and a copy of their contracts for reference. And most importantly, do not forget to include your standard operating procedures, which is what we're going to talk about next. You need to document your SOPs. Now, the best time to do this so you can create systems is when you have a clear mind. 
And that's why one of the three C's of streamlining is calm because you make better decisions when you're calm. So documenting your processes and procedures ahead of time will help you to streamline them, which increases your consistency and your efficiency while you're actually working. And this doesn't have to be complicated. You can create them as simple checklists so that you have a short and simple process in place. Now, if you would like some help to do that and a free template, be sure to check out episode 13. Now, you need to create a specific process that explains the immediate actions that need to be taken in your absence, including how to notify your clients. But your standard operating procedures should include a process for the everyday things like handling your emails, responding to blog post comments, how you post your blog posts, your project management, your social media accounts, and any other tasks related to running your business every day. Now, once you get all of your processes documented, which should not be done all at the same time, do them one at a time so you don't get overwhelmed. Then you need to save them in your digital central filing system, which is one of the core systems that you should have in place anyway. Now, if you need help setting up your digital filing system, go back and listen to episode 16 where I talk more about that because having your standard operating procedures in one place is very critical for your business to operate daily and definitely in case of an emergency. Now, the next tip is you need to designate one point of contact. Let's be honest. How many numbers do you remember when you're stressed out about something? More than likely, maybe one or two. And you certainly don't want to have to call a long list of people when you're dealing with a personal crisis. So having one point of contact in an emergency enables you to make that one phone call and then they can step in and take over from there for you. Now, while they can't do everything that you would do, here's some things that they can do for you. They can notify your clients of the situation that has come up. They can postpone your meetings. They can respond to emails as needed according to your emergency preparedness plan. The list goes on and on. The bottom line is they can keep things functioning while you're away. So this means that you need to have a conversation with your point of contact before they are needed. You need to also give them access to your standard operating procedures ahead of time so that they can at least be familiar with them. And then let them know where you keep the emergency preparedness binder in your office and have a mutual understanding about what they need to do to step in for you for a short period of time. So because there is so much information in this plan, you obviously need to pick someone that you trust and someone who is dependable because your emergency preparedness plan is basically the operations manual to your business. And if they have access to it, it's like handing over the keys to your empire. So choose this contact wisely. Now, once you get this entire plan in place, you need to test it with your main point of contact to see how well it's gonna perform in the event of an emergency and you're not available. Think about the things that will cause the most disruption and that are most likely to happen to your business. And then make sure that your plan covers those risks. Make some telephone calls to check out the contact information that you have for those designated in your list. Make sure that their phone numbers and their email addresses that are included in your plan are up to date. No one wants the worst to happen, but sometimes 
It just does. Time and unforeseen occurrence, it just happens. But being prepared makes the unexpected more manageable, reduces downtime because your emergency preparedness plan can be implemented to keep things going until you can return. That also means that you can continue to generate income in your business, which in turn gives you peace of mind so that you can focus on dealing with your emergency situation. And one more thing, do not forget to keep your plan updated. It is a futile point of reference if the information in your plan is out of date. So make sure you review it at least once a year, especially that contact information. Because if they don't work, that person cannot be contacted. So let's do a quick recap of the things you need to do to prepare your business for an emergency. One, create that emergency preparedness plan. You need a digital and a hard copy and the hard copy needs to be kept where it can be found so that it can be quickly implemented if an emergency arises. Two, you need to create standard operating procedures and include them in your binder. Be sure to include specific instructions on notifying your clients, responding to emails and messages on your behalf while you're away. And number three, you need to designate a main point of contact that can implement your plan and keep your business operating while you handle your personal emergency. This eliminates you having to make more than one phone call and send multiple emails because they have the instructions to handle all of that for you. Now, I know this may be a new concept for you or it might be something you've thought about, but you just don't know where to start the process so you've put it off. That's okay. Let me help you with this. Grab a 30-minute strategy session with me so that we can map out the details of what you need to include in your emergency preparedness plan. We will identify what pieces you already have ready to go and what you need to work on to make your plan complete. You will leave that call with two to three things that you can do immediately to at least get a basic plan of action in place. And I'm offering a special discount that's just for you to thank you for listening to my podcast. Use the coupon code SAVVYLISTENER, that's S-A-V-V-Y-L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, one word, to save $10 off the regular price of this session, which is $67. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. I hope these tips were helpful so that you can get your emergency preparedness plan in place. You can find a link to the episodes that I mentioned as well as the link to schedule that strategy session with me in the show notes. And if you enjoyed listening to the show, please let me know. Take a screenshot, post it in Instagram stories, and tag me at the more than capable mompreneur. Or you can feel free to DM me any questions that you may have about this. I would love to hear from you. That's all for today. So until next time, keep calm and streamline.